are joined right now by Manny Anacol, who has talked to us on the show several times about his various different uh, viewership figures and breakdowns and analysis of different aspects of the business side of esports on the Next Level Media. Well, he's actually just started a brand new team as well versus sports, and they've just signed their first player, which is the reigning Madden 2016 champion, Frank Sardoni Jr., otherwise known as Stiff. Manny, uh, exciting times. How's it going? How are you doing today? It's going great. It's definitely one of the best Mondays I've had in a long time. I can imagine. You know, you got some coverage in ESPN. Things are looking pretty good at the moment. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire right out of the gate with this uh, right away. Um, you 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 picked up you know your 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 player Frank Sardoni stiff uh, for Madden. Now we, you know we've talked about sports games in the past uh, and things like that. Um, but Madden has been a game that, despite what you want to talk about, how big it can possibly get in terms of viewership, has been relatively untapped from sponsors so far. We've heard rumors about NFL teams possibly getting in and picking up players. Uh, but what, why, why this game? Why now? Why, why did you move into the space and uh, pick up this player? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's a great question. I think a lot of people who have been in this space for a long time you know, would look at that pickup and, you know, I would say maybe chuckle and laugh. And, you know, I've had offers to, you know, do things with Overwatch teams and COD teams and CS and things like that. And, you know, my view is that, you know, running a team for people that don't know it is very expensive. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it was many years ago and a lot of teams have houses and salaries, it starts to add up. So I think from that perspective, where's your ROI going forward? So I think that's the one thing just to state out there for people who aren't really close to that side of the industry. But I think, you know, the other side is, you know, looking forward, you know, sports games have been tough and you and I have talked about in the past. But what really got me interested in this was when, you know, Frank was playing on the ESPN during the championship. When you look at those viewership numbers for a Tuesday afternoon, I believe, off the top of my head, with less than 24 hours of promotion, zero marketing, and no dollars behind it, it was pretty. It was it was pretty good in terms of viewer numbers. So sure, it's just about the appetite of where um, football content could be during non-football season. Obviously, we just had Week One and lots of news around that. So I think that's really important. But I think what you touched upon is. From a sponsor perspective, and, you know, nothing to announce right now, but, you know, what I can say is that, you know, it's going to be a lot easier for major brands to understand a game like Madden than a game like Dota, and for sure not a game like Counter-Strike or Call of Duty or something that's more violent. So I think those are some things to consider as well, um, you know, the reasons why I looked into the Madden scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, Now... Madden is obviously not the only sports game that's receiving some attention right now. We obviously have FIFA that's being looked at by a number of different organizations, whether it's individual sponsors or big sports teams and things like that. Um, kind of, let's let's take a look at the sports game landscape over the next 12 to 18 months or so. Do you expect most of the investment for sports games to come from sports organizations or more along the lines of what you're doing right now, independent investors coming in, picking up teams, sponsoring events, that sort of thing? I mean, I would, well, what I want to first say is that from versus sports overall is that, you know, first and foremost is that we're not a, just a general esports team or a esports organization. And I think there's going to be more announcements for that going forward, but it's a much larger organization. Athlete representation and potentially team representation is really one small part of that. So I just wanted to clarify that overall. But to your question, though, I think it's very good. I think you're going to see this you're going to see a lot of other mainstream teams invest in the sports area. Because I'll tell you one reason why. 
EA is putting $2.3 million behind, EA, behind Madden and FIFA. Mm-hmm. Simply right there. So from the prize pool perspective, and just, again, publishers control a massive amount of power in this industry, um, you need to support them and you need to work with them. So I think from that side, uh, you're going to see a lot more involvement from the traditional teams that you may not have heard about. Um, there's one deal I know about that I can't mention, but you've already called it, like as always. We're always on the same page. Awesome. Okay. Well, very interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see which of uh, my, my many Nostradamus-like predictions have come true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're talking here with Manny Onacall, of course, uh, founder of Versus Sports, who just picked up their first player, the reigning Madden champion, Stiff, as we mentioned before, uh, also uh, creator of the Next Level Media, and we frequently talk about and comment on um, viewership, business side of esports, and kind of what's going on uh, behind the scenes with uh, advertisers and sponsors. Now, you kind of preempted um, my next question, but uh, that's, of course, uh, uh, I was going to ask the kind of the full scope of versus what you guys are planning to do. I obviously realize that you're pretty early on right now, and I'm sure you can't talk about too many details, but I'd love to get an idea of what you imagine this organization becoming and what we can expect from you guys over the next couple of months. Yeah, and you know, I'm really big on not, you know, sort of announcing press for hey, we're going to do this in the future. I really want to say we've done this already, and, you know, this is what we'd like to bring to the table. So that's why I want to be... Well, that's not eSports. Hold on. That is not (laughs) the norm in eSports. I'm sorry, I'm joking. Go ahead, please. (laughs) That's By the way, next time we have to talk about PEA, too, when we have some time, because I think that's really interesting, and I think what they've done is awesome, and that's a huge thumbs up for me. But, you know, what I want to say is that overall, here's, I guess, my vision, and not to get into whole ivory tower sort of thing. But, you know, my view is that if you look at the next 5, 10, let's go 20 years down the line, it's impossible for anyone to predict this. But what I believe is that if you look at the overlap of gaming, esports, virtual reality, entertainment, live entertainment, um, social activity where you would normally go to arena where that's replaced, and media... What does that all mean together, right? And I think all mm-hmm. that's going to overlap, and you're going to start seeing that. And then where do exactly brands fit in? Because it's not going to just be a 30-second spot on TV anymore because TV disappears That what was the notion of TV 20 years ago. So that's sort of the vision of versus sports overall is how can we bring in the entire landscape and the ecosystem and where I believe, hey, I think it's a huge opportunity but you and I have talked about the massive amount of problems in this space, and hopefully I can help fix some of that. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, it's Manny Anacall talking about the uh, uh, new organization that uh, he's put together versus Sports, uh, who did just find their sign, I'm sorry, their first Madden player, uh, Stiff, who is actually the reigning Madden 2016 champion. So I guess let's kick the conversation over a bit uh, and broaden it out a bit uh, into all of esports in general. You, you, you recently actually tweeted today uh, about the fact that the E-League Season 2 Extra One Hour show actually had some pretty reasonable viewership uh, figures on TBS. And I have to admit, I'm pretty surprised about this. Uh, so I want to talk to you about it. I guess I'm not surprised in the sense that a short form show, and when I mean the world of live sports, one hour is fairly short compared to their three, four hour weekend broadcasts or something like that. Um, so I can understand how that would attract a reasonable amount of people in a very short period of time. But this is still not the kind of show that I expected this many people to show up for from the core esports community. Is this an example of just the amount of people that were idling on TBS at that time? Where did the interest from this come in? I Kind of break down this event for me. I, I, I'd be curious to get your take on it. 
Yeah, I mean, the numbers just got released, so I'd like to spend a little bit more time, you know, reviewing them and digesting them. But here's the big takeaway for me, and, and I was a bit surprised, but, you know, I was, I was really happy to see that. I think overall, again, you nailed the first point, which is, hey, maybe we shouldn't put on three hours of live coverage from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. at night on a Friday when the core audience is maybe doing something else. So, you know, the shortened time period overall which Turner has already said they're going to do for season two, is in place. I think, you know, just to check the box, that's fantastic. But I think what it shows is that, you know, that appetite for really the, you know, analysis, right? And I think the two analysts that they have on there, again, I tend to stay away from, I like to talk to the commentators, I talk to those guys, you know, off the record. I love those guys, but I don't want to step into their world. They do a really fantastic job of covering that space. And I think you look at, you know, I grew up with Chris Berman as my sportscaster that I remember and Monday night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please go ahead. <laughs> you always wanted to do that. I know you yes, I did. Um, I did. But the point is Chris Berman could never reach out to me and, you know, and talk to me. And again, you know, like Duncan has some very, you know, interesting comments, but again, I side with him mostly because I do feel most of the comments, people don't know a larger picture. And if you deal with just Reddit and Twitter, you're going to get some insane comments sometimes, but I think there shows the appetite for a shorter show highlights and commentary, and again, you're putting it on, on TV and you, you're adding that validation. So while I was surprised as well, it's great to see, because you look at the group stages from season one, this actually wasn't that far off from the group stages, from four teams playing together over three hours. So that's pretty impressive to me. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I guess what I don't maybe understand about this still, though, is that... It, <laughs> This still doesn't seem like it's part of a cohesive content plan yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like it felt very much like the first season of E-League was like, okay, let's carve out a time slot that, you know, usually isn't very good for our other things, but may appeal to this demographic, and we'll throw out this tournament got this analysis show okay and we've also got this overwatch tournament okay and we know we're going to do season two but we don't really have a lot of announcements yet on what season two is going to look like okay like does it feel a bit disjointed to you as well like the content is very good they're approaching it authentically but like i don't know what tbs is going to do two months from now much less two years from now you know what i mean yeah no again it's, it's another great point and you know what i wrote about i think about two weeks ago was you know, outside of the ratings is if you look at what if E-League was just a, you know, several multi-million dollar marketing plan for Turner and Time Warner overall, you know, as people younger in the audience isn't watching you know, sports or live TV, what if it's, hey, this is the next coolest thing, we're going to put our name to it, and here's a big fat check. So if you want to look at it from that side, and again, Time Warner is a massive company, and there's other ways that they can get revenue from it. You know, that's one way to put for it. But I think to your next point, what's their overall strategy? I'm not sure either. Like, it seems a little bit, let's just throw something against the wall. Let's do an Overwatch tournament. Yeah. That's right. It does seem that way. But I think also, to be fair, you know, Turner's taken a massive gamble about the, on this, and there's a lot of money on the line. So I think from my perspective is they went probably a little bit too far ahead in season one. And they're pulling back greatly in season two and saying, okay, let's figure this out a little bit further and let's see what else, what other people do. Because I think right now we know there's too much Counter-Strike content. And what I will say is, and I will write about this further, is one of these leagues is going to die. It's going to happen. Sure, I agree. 
No, so I, I, I actually completely that, agree with I, that. I mean, we, 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 I think oh, we, we, we saw basically. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, no, I was going to say, we saw basically the same thing happen during StarCraft as well, where a lot of people were called doomsayers, basically, for saying that, you know, these 16 different StarCraft organizations that were coexisting all at once and trying to carve out their own niche were going to be consolidated. And I think a lot of people push back against that perspective, but it's absolutely true. You simply can't exist in an environment where you have upwards of five different leagues, each paying out hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. We're going to see that consolidation, and I think it's coming soon. I, I'm absolutely agreeing with you in there as well. And remember, what you're talking about, like your time in StarCraft was, that's like, you know, the Jurassic period for esports nowadays. Like five, yeah. ten years ago is a long time ago now, and this has accelerated very, very quickly. You're talking about a racing event in Vegas is going to have a million-dollar prize pool for an unknown genre, an unknown game. So there's a lot of money and people don't realize there are multi-billion-dollar global companies looking at this space. So whether people like it or not, this space is going to get infiltrated. And I think for the better. But you know, some of the smaller areas that we talked about and some of these smaller leagues, they're just not going to have the money to compete. I think. Right. No. Definitely. Uh, we're talking here with Manny Anikal, of course, the uh, founder of Next Level Media and also founder of the new Versus Sports organization that just signed the uh, reigning Madden champion. Uh, Manny, thanks so much, as always, for coming on and sharing your perspective. Uh, we are going to have to bring you back on, though, to talk about the PEA at some point. It seems like you're pretty in favor of them, but uh, I think there's a lot to be said about that organization and what's coming up next for esports. But uh, thanks so much for coming on today. Absolutely. You guys have a great week.